Hi, I'm Miri Stickland and welcome to this More Than Law Graduate Recruitment Special where we're going to bust some of the myths around applying to training contracts wide open. So joining me today we've got our graduate recruitment partner Emily Holstock. Hi Miri. Hi Emily. We've got Tamsin Collingridge who um, trained with the firm and is relatively recently qualified. Hi Tam. Hi Miri. And we've got Molly Haynes who's one of our trainees. Hi Molly. Hello. Thank you all for joining me today. So the first myth that we wanted to, to deal with is knowing the type of law that you want to practice. So essentially that you need to know what practice area you want to qualify into. So Pam, can I start off with you as a recent newly qualified? I know you're in rural property, but is that where you originally thought you might want to end up? No, I was, I was talking to Emily about this, actually, um, and she reminded me that about two years ago, I did a podcast with her and said quite strongly that I was going to go into litigation, <laughs> um, having done one seat. So, no, I very much have not ended up in the area that I thought I would go into. I mean, I use this scenario quite often when people ask me on the open days, and there's quite a few people in our year that actively did not want to do some of the seats um, on the rotation and they've ended up qualifying into those seats so I think as you progress through the training contract in the two years you try so many different areas and you can have an idea on the type of work you think you're going to enjoy but what you realize quite quickly is all of them are, are quite similar in the respect of the type of kind of transactional client management work you do and it's more kind of the side elements or topics that interest you the most that kind of get fed into your to your work so if I think about why I ended up with rural property I think what I realized is I wanted to combine what I enjoyed outside of work inside of work and the things that I look at and enjoy reading about and experiencing I found went more into kind of rural property private client areas than the original kind of litigation that I was I was thinking about Thanks, Tam. Molly, can I come to you next and ask you whether you thought that there was a particular kind of area that you might want to qualify into and whether there was any sort of no disappointment when you got given your first seat? So when I applied to Forsters, I would say I was more drawn to the private client and maybe also family side of things. And property was something that I was, I guess, keen to try, but it wasn't, I never applied for trading contracts thinking, I want to end up as a property lawyer and I'm in my third seat at the minute and I've done all property seats and I do really enjoy property um, and now I'm less I mean I haven't done a seat in private client yet so again if you ask me in another six months I may have completely gone in another full circle. <laughs> I have just as my training contracts gone on realized that I do enjoy property which isn't something I would have necessarily seen myself doing I think particularly if you're kind of fairly fresh out of university, landlord isn't a module that I've ever met anyone who would who enjoys doing at a university. So if you think that, you know, practicing in property is anything like landlord, I think that would put a lot of people off, um, which it shouldn't do. And I think that it is just, yeah, so important to go into everything with an open mind because it is a lot more, there's a lot more to it than the actual law itself I think in probably every seat but definitely in property. I'd like to echo what you said about landlord as well. <laughs> I, I scraped through my landlord exam and never thought I would be a property lawyer. I think I've mentioned that certainly in Emily's company before. 
Um, Emily, can I come to you then and sort of ask you from the sort of graduate recruitment perspective, is there any sort of expectation that sort of successful trainee application candidates will know exactly what kind of law they want to practice? Uh, no, there isn't. I mean, it's a, it, there's two points here, really, I suppose. The first is that, obviously, if you're applying for a training contract with us, it's incredibly important that you are keen to experience both commercial real estate and private wealth seats, because there are two biggest practice areas. So if you come to an assessment day or in your application form, you say that you've always wanted to work in aviation law or sports law or something that we don't do, then you know that's that's not going to go down particularly well with the interviewing partners and the assessors but um, I think in terms of you know clearly if candidates come to us and they say that they're really interested in doing private wealth or real estate then that's that's great um, and we just encourage them to keep an open mind but equally if people say oh, you know I'm interested in those areas but I've really got no idea yet what I want to do then um, you know that's equally fine I'm probably in in the same boat as um, Tamsin uh, and Molly in that I did a 360 as well I um, did a law degree and really loved my family law elective and then on the LPC I love family and private client and I was a hundred percent convinced that when I came to work at Forsters that I'd be a private client or a family lawyer and I'm a construction lawyer so it just goes to show that not everything kind of works out how you think it's going to work out. In my day, which makes me sound ancient, we didn't actually get choices about where we got put for seat rotation. So I got given construction as my second seat. And I was like, what is construction law? It's not something you kind of ever really, you don't do it at university. If you do a law degree, you don't really do it on the LPC. They kind of touch on it a little bit. And I had a preconceived idea, I think, about what I thought construction law was going to be like. And actually, I loved it. And it really suited my skill set. And basically never wanted to leave and so I do encourage people to be open-minded and kind of go with the flow and try out different things and see what you enjoy and the other thing that I would say is that um, we hear a lot within interviews uh, and on assessment days and at open days as well that people think well I really want to work with people and that's why I want to be a family lawyer or a private client lawyer and I would just challenge that because actually all of us on a daily basis deal with people um, it's just that for, for those of us who work in corporate teams or in dispute resolution or in real estate, we're dealing with people at organisations rather than sort of individuals and just keep an open mind about it because, you know, we deal with individuals in every department. Thanks all so much for joining me today. And if listeners would like any further information on training contracts, do head over to the graduate recruitment section of our website, that's You can also follow us on the usual social media, please, Instagram, LinkedIn and Facebook. And until next time, goodbye. Forster's Northern Law Podcast is for general information only and should not be considered to be professional advice. Forster's LLP accepts no liability or responsibility for any direct or consequential loss arising from the use of, reliance on or reference to this podcast. Forster's LLP makes no warranty or representation as to the accuracy of the information contained in this podcast. The Northern Law Podcast and all copyright in it is the property of Forster's LLP and it should not be used, reproduced or quoted whether in whole or part without Forster's LLP's prior written consent.